We have new Raw Tag Team Champions. A WWE Network show is going live on cable. And have we found the newest star, the newest breakout star of WWE. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Angle. I am your host, Joey Carney. And if you are a fan of professional wrestling, you want to tune into this show. We are going to be talking about everything that's going on in the world of professional wrestling, whether it's from Raw, SmackDown, AEW, the breaking news from NXT, all the way to Ring of Honor. We're going to be talking about it all right here on The Angle. I don't know if I can even contain myself sitting here being able to talk about it. But breaking news being released, information from WWE and USA Network. NXT is going live on the USA Network starting September 18th, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Wednesday nights. This is incredible news for the WWE. This is incredible news for wrestling fans overall because we are going to have a new competition of Wednesday nights. NXT will be going head-to-head against AEW's product in the upcoming months. And I could, I'm just like so excited to see where this goes. It's incredible you know, to see the, the, you know, the development of where NXT was and where it is now. And you know, like Triple H said, this is the, the start of where you know, they plan to go with NXT. But it's crazy just to see you know, these brands extending the way that they are, especially being especially being a developmental brand. Now with the news of NXT, you know, obviously going live, um, there are a lot of questions that the wrestling fans, the WWE fans in general, need the answers to. A lot of, you know, things that we need clarified um, going into this, you know, this huge milestone for the WWE. One being that currently NXT is a one-hour show pre-taped on the WWE Network, which is a subscription network. Um, you know, that means that WWE has full creative control of that show. Uh, you know, Triple H and his creative team leading the charge of NXT, the NXT brand. Um, now going to a two-hour live show on a huge network such as the USA Network. Uh, you know, will we see the creative changes that we see on Raw and SmackDown? You know, obviously the USA Network is one of the largest networks in the world. They have their own requirements. There are things that they ask for, uh, you know, specifically. Uh, you know, we've seen that on both Raw and SmackDown. Obviously, you know, in the recent events, you know, Raw's ratings have have dropped over the last year or so. Um, you know, and there was some sort of change that needed to be needed. And th- that's where the inception of the 24-7 championship came from. That was not an inside job by WWE. That was, you know, the USA Network's, you know, idea to help boost ratings that was brought to executives to help boost ratings for raw which it has we've seen you know more opportunities given to stars like r-truth carmella the revival you know drake maverick elias uh you know different superstars who we normally don't see but now have that extra you know couple minutes live on tv and look how crazy they're they're you know they've grown you know if you look at social media if you look at polls these are the you know these are people's favorite superstars at the moment, just by you know the inception you know the creation of the twenty four seven championship. So it obviously is helping boost you know WWE overall. Um, you know NXT going live now, maybe we will see new things. Maybe we, maybe we'll see the twenty four seven championship finally go to NXT. You know when it was first you know brought to you know you know created and you know introduced by Mick Foley and Raw. He stated that NXT superstars were eligible to compete for the 24/7 championship. So now that it, you know NXT going live, maybe we'll see that 
you know, that 24-7 championship make its way over to Wednesday nights. And, you know, maybe we'll see some NXT superstars who we don't normally see get a chance. You know, you know, obviously, you know, every positive has, you know, it's a negative. And, you know, some questions that we're, you know, we still need answers to are, you know, now that NXT is going live on Wednesday, what's going to be different between Raw and SmackDown and NXT? NXT is, you know, developmental uh, territory for WWE. These are This is where, you know, superstars start out their careers, uh, whether they're a new, you know, up-and-coming wrestler or, you know, they're coming from a different company uh, to get their WWE spin put on them, you know, to, you know, make their way to the main roster. Um, but what's going to be the big difference now that, you know, NXT is going to be live on the same network as the other shows? You know, what's going to be different? Uh, does this cause NXT talent to stay, you know, in NXT in a developmental, you know, longer than they usually do? We've seen superstars like Johnny Gargano who has been who have been in NXT for years now. You know, now that NXT is going live, especially to compete against AEW, will we see Johnny Gargano stay in NXT, you know, maybe that's where he, you know, continues his WWE career and stays for up and coming years. Um, you know, there's also the question of, is the surprise factor of NXT talent going to the main roster? You know, does that fade away? Does that go away? Um, the big underlining factor, you know, the big underlining question here is, what's the big difference between NXT and the WWE main roster? You know, currently, you know, like I said, NXT is on the network. Um, it's a one-hour show. We don't see every superstar every week. You may see, you know, some superstars once or twice a month. Uh, you know, maybe a, th a third time if there is a, a you know, a takeover event. Um, but that, I think, is the beauty of NXT. Um, they're not pushing, you know, talent down our throats. We're seeing, you know, this young talent, this hungry talent, start out their careers and put on fantastic matches, create some, you know, awesome gimmicks. Um, you know, obviously to make their way to the main roster, but you know, are we going to see that change going to a two hour show every week live? Um, you know, for example, I love watching Johnny Gargano's matches. I love watching Adam Cole's matches, Matt Riddle's matches, you know, someone like Keith Lee. Um, but we don't see them all so often on NXT programming. We see them a couple times a month here and there um, in matches because NXT is based on the idea of creating new opportunities for superstars who have never we've never even seen, you know, with the inception of William Regal's, you know, breakout superstar tournament that we just saw finish a couple of weeks ago. That, I think, was an amazing chance, amazing way to introduce new talent that, you know, we've never heard of before, let alone seen. So NXT going live, you know, two hours on a major network, Maybe we're going to see some overkill for these superstars, um, you know, doing what Raw and SmackDown basically does. And I'm not sure if that's a great way, you know, to compete against AEW. I think right now NXT is WWE's strongest brand, you know, going head to head against, you know, AEW. And that's crazy to say because, you know, Raw has superstars like Seth Rollins, Becky, Becky Lynch. We have Brock Lesnar here and there. And on SmackDown, we have Roman Reigns. We have Kevin Owens, you know. It's just, it. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. You know where we where WWE goes from here. I think that NXT going. You know, you know this is obviously a huge uh, jump for NXT, but I don't think that necessarily it's the best thing for the brand in the long run. You know, I'm still processing. 
the whole idea of NXT going live. Uh, I'm still trying to understand, you know, what we're, you know, going to see from the brand going forward. I'm trying to figure it out myself, you know, because obviously we haven't gotten any information regarding that. Um, but I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your questions. You can tweet me at the Angle Radio on Twitter. Um, we're going to be talking about this all day, every day, you know, for the rest of time, basically, uh, because we are a wrestling podcast. This is a podcast made by fans, for fans. Doesn't matter the company, WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, MLW, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling. We are wrestling fans in general. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your questions. You know, tweet us something. Let's have a conversation. Maybe you'll be featured on the show. We're looking to, you know, engage with our, you know, our fans and, you know, try to include them in the show because that is how we will grow as a WWE or a wrestling community. Jumping into other things, you know, obviously pro wrestling. I want to talk about what we saw on Monday Night Raw this past week. Um, WWE's, you know, flagship show. Uh, We saw Raw start with a match for the first time in a long time. Usually we see an in-ring promo setting up something for, you know, uh, either, you know, later on in the show or, you know, setting up a future match on a pay-per-view. But we saw the big dog Roman Reigns take on uh, Dolph Ziggler, Mr. It Should Have Been Me. Um, in an awesome, awesome match. I think that this match uh, was probably one of the best na- matches of the night, if not the best match of the night. I was very impressed uh, by Roman Reigns. Um, very impressed, obviously, always impressed by Dolph Ziggler. But Roman Reigns putting on a great match this week, putting on a great match last week with Buddy Murphy. I think that Roman is, you know, f- you know, fulfilling his duty as, you know, the top dog of WWE. I think that he's really, you know, put in the work. Uh, sort of say I know that a lot of fans are just not you know not fans of him um, but I think that's just you know we love to hate him kind of thing uh, we saw the fiend Bray Wyatt return um, not being seen since SummerSlam attacking Jerry Lawler I'm not sure where you know the character is going I'm just very confused overall um, as if in recent memory, all he's doing is just coming back and attacking legends. Um, I want to see him start, you know, a feud with someone. Uh, I thought it was going to happen this week when, you know, WWE announced that Rey Mysterio was going to be talking in the ring or something of that nature. I thought the Fiend Bray Wyatt was going to attack Rey Mysterio, setting up a match between them. Um, that obviously didn't happen. Um, but, you know, I just, I'm excited to see where the character goes. Um, I hope this doesn't, you know, fall into the same category as all the other Bray Wyatt characters and just eventually, you know, fades away. And, you know, I think that Bray Wyatt is one of, you know, the most talented superstars on the roster, and I think he deserves more. Um, I want to hear what your thoughts are on that character. You know, obviously, like I said, you can tweet us at The Angle Radio. We want to hear what you have to say. You know, the next match on the card was Ricochet and The Miz uh, versus Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin, obviously playing into the story of the King of the Ring tournament. Um, but I said it a few weeks ago on our pre our SummerSlam pre-show Ricochet without a title. He just gets stuck in between different stories in between different matches to keep him relevant. I don't necessarily see him in a feud. Um, I don't know if this is a good thing for his character or a bad thing. I think, you know, Ricochet has the chance, you know, has the opportunity to go to the main event. Um, I think he, he is that kind of superstar. Um, but I think right now, um, that match obviously 
uh, you know, leveling the playing field for the King of the Ring tournament, seeing the return of Baron Corbin, uh, who we have not seen since Extreme Rules, um, which is very odd to me because he was in the main event of, you know, that pay-per-view with Lacey Evans, and they have not been seen since. Um, I thought maybe he would have been a surprise, on, you know, somewhere on the card. Someone's giving a promo, and he attacks him from behind um, because he was on such a hot streak at the time. Um, but now just being thrown to the King of the Ring tournament, I don't see where, you know, his character is going to go, um, which is, you know, again, we need answers to these questions. We saw Braun Strowman um, go up against the United States champion AJ Styles, which ended in a disqualification. I was very, very disappointed in this match because we saw the buildup start last week in the main event segment of Raw. Um, you know, throughout the week leading to, you know, this match, we saw promos from AJ I thought that this match actually was going to take place, you know, because of the amount of promo, the amount of buildup over just one week period that we saw. Um, I was, you know, like I said, I was disappointed in this match. It led to a disqualification, uh, you know, which led to, you know, the main event match with Braun and Seth facing the OC for the tag team championship, which we will get into in a little while. But I just want to touch base on the King of the Ring first round. Uh, matches that we saw this week, Samoa Joe versus Cesaro, and then we saw Cedric Alexander versus Sami Zayn. Uh, both fantastic matches. Samoa Joe versus Cesaro, I thought, you know, was such a brutal, hard-hitting match. It's what I love to see from both superstars. I think that Samoa Joe is finally getting, you know, that chance to really show what he can do uh, and not just be some sort of, you know, jobber who loses every match. He can put on a great match. He can give a great promo. I think that Samojo has a you know a huge future ahead uh, for whatever time he has left in the wrestling world. But I definitely, I definitely did not see Samojo winning this match. Although I'm a both, I'm both a fan of Samojo and Cesaro. I thought Cesaro was going to take this match. I wanted to see Cesaro go a little further in the tournament just to show what the you know show the WWE universe what he's capable of. Um, you know, he is a great performer. He is a great athlete. He, you know, he's just overall the full package. What he is missing is those promo skills. We come back to this all the time. The promo skills, the mic skills are just not up to par, obviously, for Vince McMahon to push him to where he, you know, should be. Um, but I would have liked to see him go further in this tournament. Um, we also saw Cedric Alexander versus Sami Zayn. I was shocked by this match. You know, Cedric Alexander coming from the 205 Live division, being a former Cruiserweight champion, um, you know, obviously coming to Raw to face superstars like Baron Corbin, superstars like Drew McIntyre. We have Braun Strowman. These are big, big guys. And for Cedric Alexander, you know, to obviously compete, he needs some sort of, you know, strong backing. I think by, uh, you know, getting his, you know, roll-up pin wins on uh, – Drew McIntyre in recent weeks has helped that a little bit. But this match this week against Sami Zayn really solidified, you know, that Cedric Alexander is done with the Cruiserweight division. He is here on Raw, and he wants to make an impact. He beat said uh, he beat Sami Zayn in just minutes. You know, he hit the lumbar check, one, two, three, boom, pinned him. That match was all Cedric Alexander. I was shocked because I saw Sami Zayn give a great promo before that. But, you know, Sami Zayn... Is stuck in some sort of you know bubble right now that he can't get out of. I think that he has potential, you know, obviously, like I said, like other superstars to be in the main event. But I see Sami Zayn, you know, as a heel. Uh, he is comparable to a premature CM Punk, I believe. I truly believe that. 
You know, promo-wise, this guy is one of the best in the company. He's barely featured on the show. He's here every once or twice, you know, a month. We barely—I think the last time before Monday we saw him, maybe two or three weeks prior to that. Um, that is hard for the fans to be able to invest in a character. You have a character, so Sami Zayn, come out and give a great promo. Not necessarily a match, but just an awesome freaking promo, you know, bashing the crowd. Just like CM Punk used to do. Call them parasites. Call them sheep. And then he goes away and disappears for three weeks. It takes only one week for the wrestling fans to forget about your character. We need to see consistency. Um, I think that, you know, this it's a hit or miss with Sami Zayn. But like I said... Sami Zayn as a heel is comparable to a premature CM Punk if they start booking him the proper way. I think that Sami Zayn can take over the entire company. You can have Sami Zayn as the champion of Raw, and we can have Kevin Owens as the champion of SmackDown. I would love to see that go down, but obviously, you know, WWE Creative has their own agenda. Something significant that I think that we saw on, you know, Raw this week uh, was... Rey Mysterio addressing his future, uh, addressing his family, you know, coming out and giving, you know, what I believe to be a real promo to, you know, a real story, you know, that he started wrestling and in training when he was, you know, only a kid, about 12 years old. And, you know, all the way to now, you know, not being able, you know, to see the where the match is going to go, uh, his body not being able to communicate with that, um, I think was a great way to, you know, Get over the idea that oh my god maybe Ray is retiring, uh, you know bringing up the amount of injuries which he has had a great amount of injuries over his career, but I think that the way he presented this idea of possibly retiring uh, got me emotional. I got a little choked up just watching it because I've been a fan of Ray Mysterio for such a long time, but then seeing his son Dominic, uh, you know interrupt that promo um, to kind of tell him like listen dad like you can't retire until you know. We have a match together. You always said that I was going to debut as your tag team partner. Um, I want my kids to know and see, you know, that I performed with the great Grey Mysterio, their grandfather, getting really emotional, bringing that family tie into the situation. You know, for a wrestling fan, for WWE fans specifically, who have seen, you know, almost, you know, to see Dominic grow up in front of, the camera. We last saw him in 2005, uh, when you know Rey Mysterio had his his you know great feud with Eddie Guerrero, uh, rest his soul. But we saw you know Eddie Guerrero versus you know Rey Mysterio for the custody of Dominic at a SummerSlam pay per view, uh, and Dominic was only a little kid, um, and now he's all grown up and he's gonna tag you know with his father. And I think that that's a great way to introduce his character, uh, you know, to introduce you know. To continue the legacy of the Mysterio, you know, name. Um, I don't know if we're gonna see Dominic under a mask as a luchador. Um, I'm not sure where that we're gonna go with that, but I definitely see that you know that story coming full circle with a tag team title win possibly, um, which leads me you know to the main event of Raw, the tag team championship match between Braun Strowman and the unlikely partner of the Universal Champion Seth Rollins. Taking on the OC, you know, the the Raw Tag Team Champions. I thought this was a great back-and-forth match. I did not expect the outcome. That, you know, it, it shocked me completely. Um, I was actually disappointed because I thought that the OC was going to get... I thought they were going to get a great run at the, you know, as champions 
of the Raw Tag Team Division. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, reforming the OC, the club with you know AJ Styles, who is the current United States Champion. But I thought that they were going to get that run for a while. Um, but then after I thought about it, I was like, well, that's a great way, you know, to start the rivalry between, you know, Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins. Now that Braun and Seth are the tag team champions, you know, like we saw at the end of the, of the broadcast, they were holding up the titles and they were both looking at Seth's Universal Championship. So obviously we're going to get a Universal Championship match between these two, possibly at the upcoming pay-per-view of Clash of the Champions. Um, but now that they're Raw Tag Team Champions, you know, are we going to see a heel turn for one of the two? Um, obviously, they have to lose those tag titles um, before their Clash of the Champions match, and that match would be, you know, in September. So we only have a few weeks of buildup. I think that maybe, you know, the OC will get a rematch possibly this week on Raw, maybe even at the card, uh, maybe on the show of Clash of Champions, we'll see, you know, Braun and Seth, you know, in two mat two different matches in the night, and they possibly you know lose the the Raw Tag Team Championships, uh, to the OC, um, possibly Braun turning on Seth or Seth turning on Braun. I think that right now, uh, with the turmoil between Seth Rollins' character, I could actually see Seth Rollins turning on Braun, um, you know, obviously turning heel, leading to their Universal Championship match. I think that Braun turning heel right now is just, you know, they're trying to revamp his character. He has, you know, turned heel and face quite a, a few times in the last year or two. Um, so I definitely think if they want to make that match, you know, like bring the wow factor to the match, you got to have Seth turn heel. Um, you know, like I said, the turmoil right now, people are, the fans are starting to boo Seth. Um, I'm not too sure why. I think that, you know, they feel that we feel that he's being pushed down our throats uh, way too much. I personally, I love the fact that we see Seth Rollins as one universal champion, two, we see him every week, and, you know, he competes a lot. Um, I think that he's one of the most, uh, you know, hard-fighting, hard-fought universal champions that we've seen in a while. Um, I think that this is, you know, where we need to be with that title, especially, you know, WWE labeling it as the top prize in the company. I think we need to see a fighting champion. I think we need to see the Universal Champion on the show every week, defend either defending the title or defending the honor of the title. Um, I think that this is a great way, you know, to help the lineage and, you know, make that title more prestigious. But like I said, with this storyline, I think that, you know, Seth has the higher, uh, you know, the higher chances of turning heel on Braun, uh, you know, and leading to that Universal Championship match. Um, another match that I want to talk, actually not another match, but another storyline I want to talk about is the return of the boss, Sasha Banks. She's back. You need to bank on that. And I'm just excited for this whole story that we're seeing unfold in front of our eyes on Raw. This is what we've needed. This is what we've wanted. I think that, you know, the the evolution of Becky Lynch has been fantastic. But right now, she's a little stale. There's no one really to compete against. I thought, you know, out of the whole women's roster on, you know, the Raw brand, that Natalia was the best fit to possibly take the title off of Becky. You know, Becky coming out each and every week, you know, not arrogant, but very confident in her ability to not only be the champion, but to be Becky Lynch, the man. You know what I'm saying? The man, Becky Lynch. 
And I thought that Natalia had the best opportunity to, you know, upset her and shock her and take the title. That obviously didn't happen. That was almost, I think, like a squash match at SummerSlam. You know, it was just back and forth, you know, submission match, uh, submission, you know, moves. Natalia tapped. And, you know, Natalia has been on a world spin, you know, down since then. You know, using the storyline of her father passing away to kind of bring in the boss, I think is fantastic. I think it brings that emotion. I think that Sasha Banks is where she needs to be. Uh, this is where she should have been a long time ago. You know, I applaud her for fighting for what she, you know, what she thinks she deserved because she did deserve it. I think that if she did not pull that stunt after WrestleMania, we would not be seeing a heel Sasha Banks right now. I don't think we would be seeing the new evolution of possibly a bigger star on Raw than possibly Becky Lynch of Sasha Banks. I think that this is really, you know, a chance for Sasha to show, you know, who who she really is. Um, I think NXT's uh, development of the four horsewomen um, was, you know, really Sasha Banks. Uh, you know, she was really, you know, in the lead in charge of that group. Um, I think that as a heel, she is fantastic. She is possibly, if not the best, you know, woman superstar in the company as a heel. And I think that, you know, leading to the story, obviously we might see a match between her and Natalia down the line. But, you know, seeing the match for the, the Raw Women's Championship at Clash of Champions between Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. I don't know who's going to win that match. I think that, you know, it might be Sasha Banks' first match back. I think that she, you know, if that's the case, I think she has to win. Unless the match ends in a DQ. You know, we saw the storyline start, you know, with Sasha Banks pulling a chair and beating Becky down, beating Natalya down. So maybe that's what we see at Clash of Champions. Maybe we see Sasha, you know, get riled up, get mad that she can't beat Becky. Take a chair and, uh, you know, take a cheap shot at Becky and, you know, you know, try to get her way, her, her, her way out of that match, leading you know, possibly to another match. So I'm not sure what we're going to see with the storyline. I'm excited to see it. Overall, I think this week's Raw was enjoyable. Um, I think it was a lot better than what we've seen over the past few weeks. You know, I realized this uh, last week or the week before, Raw is beginning a lot more matches. Um, I try to pick a top five you know, superstar thing and top five matches or moments um, on the card. Um, and it's been difficult for me to do that because we've seen so many superstars, so many matches. Um, so I'm definitely impressed with the creative direction of Raw. Um, I would like to see it get better. I'm not sure where we're going with it, but I definitely, you know, Paul Heyman being in charge, I think we're seeing big big changes i just want to get into uh raw or my top five superstars for raw this week at number five i'm choosing randy orton and the revival dash wilder scott dawson i think that they gave a brutal brutal beatdown. they annihilated the new day you know randy orton rkoing kofi a few times taking out biggie taking out xavier wood's knee um, I'm not sure where we're going with this storyline. Um, obviously, we're going to see another match between Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston. But right now, Randy Orton is looking like 2009, 2009 Randy Orton. He's looking strong. He's looking bad. He's got the best tag team in WWE on his side, the Revival. I'm not sure if they are a new faction or if this is just, you know, for the time being. You know, because obviously we're going to see the Revival take on the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. But I think that this is a great way uh, 
you know, I think this is a great faction to put together because Randy Orton, uh, you know, can lead anything. He could be in any storyline. Uh, you could put anybody with this guy and they're going to get over. I think Dash and Dawson, the revival, hashtag top guys. I think that they are one of the best, if not the greatest tag team in the company today. Um, they are an asset to either show. But, um, you know, being hard hitting, I think they need that aggressive side. And I think Randy brings that out of them. If they were to stay as a faction, I think that this would be a fantastic storyline leading to the New Day, you know, obviously versus the three of them somewhere down the line. Randy Orton versus Kofi for the tag, for, for the WWE Championship. And obviously, Big E and Xavier Woods defending their tag team championship, their SmackDown tag team championship against The Revival. So like I said, number five, I see Randy Orton and The Revival taking that spot. Number four, we talked about it before, but I'm going to give that number four spot to Cedric Alexander. A strong win on this week's Raw, uh, continuing his success on the Raw brand, uh, going into the second round of the King of the Ring tournament. Now, at number three, I chose Samoa Joe, another great uh, performer this week. Uh, had a great match with Cesaro, but I think I put uh, my reasoning for putting S Samoa Joe at number three this week is because he has bond he he has had a great amount of losses over the last few weeks. I think a strong win like he had this week on Raw against Cesaro, making Cesaro tap out. I would have thought if they were going to go this route, Cesaro would have just, you know, passed out. But Cesaro tapped out. That is a tough dude. And to get him to tap out, you got to put some work. You got to put the work in on him. And Samoa Joe did just that. So at number three this week, I see uh, Samoa Joe. Number two, I'm going to go with the big dog, Roman Reigns. I think that his match against Dolph Ziggler was fantastic. It was the first match of the night, and it was the only match I talked about the entire night. So for number two, I'm going with the big dog, Roman Reigns. At number one this week, it's a shared spot between Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, uh, obviously winning the tag team championship, leading to, like I said, a bare storyline down the road. But I think that this week on Raw, they had the biggest, you know, the biggest uh, segment and at number one, I'm going with Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. Now I want to get into Monday Night Raw's top five moments. At number five, like we talked about earlier, Rey Mysterio's emotional segment with his son. I think that was a great way to introduce Dominic to the roster, uh, leading to some sort of tag team match down the road, possibly a tag team title run uh, for them too. Uh, number four, Samoa Joe versus Cesaro. That was a fantastic match. I'm going to go with number four on that. Number three for this week's top five moments, Roman Reigns versus uh, Dolph Ziggler. Like I said, fantastic match. Number two, Randy Orton and the Revival decimating the New Day. I think that was a great moment for Monday Night Raw. Brought the, like I said, brought the aggressive side out of the, out of the Revival and bringing that, back that, that uh, 2009 uh, attitude from Randy Orton. And number one, the top one moment of the week, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman winning the Tag Team Championships. Now, that was Monday Night Raw. I want to get into SmackDown Live in just a little while. But before that, I want to talk about the King of the Ring tournament and what it honestly means to the company. Um, you know, seeing the, the reincarnation of the tournament this past week, you know, seeing Samoa Joe, Cedric Alexander advance, seeing on SmackDown Andrade and Elias advancing. Um, I think all 16 picks, eight from Raw, eight from SmackDown, were fantastic choices. I think these are superstars who uh, deserve more opportunity. 
um, which they are getting in this tournament. You know, this tournament is usually uh, the start of a great run for a WWE superstar. We've seen in the past uh, Booker T win the tournament and go on to become King Booker and win, you know, another world title uh, that we didn't possibly think would ever happen again. Uh, we saw, you know, the likes of Bret Hart, Bret the Hitman Hart, win the King of the Ring tournament back in the day. And also, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, Austin 316 just, you know, said, I just whooped your ass. That was the start of what we know as Stone Cold today. And it all came from the King of the Ring tournament back in 2002, which I think was my favorite uh, King of the Ring tournament. Uh, we saw, you know, a rookie Brock Lesnar win the King of the Ring tournament and go on to SummerSlam to defeat The Rock for the WWE Championship. And that was his first championship run, you know, almost 20 years later. And look where Rock is now. And it all stemmed from the King of the Ring tournament. Um, I think that this tournament has a great opportunity to, you know, skyrocket a superstar. I think that, like I said, the superstars picked in this tournament um, were just great picks. There are no really main event superstars, obviously, b besides Kevin Owens. But I don't think, you know, like what we saw this week, Kevin Owens was eliminated. So I think this is a great opportunity for a mid-card superstar. Uh, also superstars like Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, who are not really featured, such as, you know, another one, uh, Apollo Crews. I think this is a great opportunity to let them shine a little bit and uh, give them some, you know, a significant spot on the card. Um, but right now I'm kind of confused where the tournament is going because I thought Kevin Owens would possibly, you know, go on to, you know, Go further in the tournament, but obviously playing to the storyline of him and Shane McMahon, I should have known better that you know somehow Kevin Owens would lose. Now, the biggest, or well, I think the wild card in this tournament is Drew McIntyre. I think that you know that's my pick. I'm putting all my money on Drew McIntyre. I'd be very shocked that if next week we see Ricochet defeat Drew McIntyre. Um, looking at the bracket right now. Um, I would say it would, you know, next week is obviously Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre, but the winner goes to face Samoa Joe. Um, I don't know if usually, because usually we see a face versus a heel match, um, you know, but looking at this, looking at this, you know, bracket, we saw Cesaro versus Samoa Joe, which are both heels. Um, so I'm not sure exactly uh, if that dynamic is going to work or it's going to continue in this tournament, but I would like to see, you know, Drew McIntyre, you know, beat Ricochet. And continue on to Samoa Joe and have, you know, obviously Drew McIntyre beat Samoa Joe and go to the semifinals. Um, another pick from the SmackDown side that I see, I see Buddy Murphy uh, next week. Or I don't know if it's next week, but we're going to see Buddy Murphy versus Ali, which I think is going to be a show-stealer match. Because uh, over the last couple weeks, Buddy Murphy has put on wrestling clinics. This guy is the real deal. I think he has potential to be the next big breakout star of the WWE. You know, one of the reasons why I think that King of the Ring tournament came back this year, um, if you look back, you know, this past year, the Money in the Bank contract match, I think, had potential. Uh, all those superstars in that match could have won it. I really couldn't pick my, you know, my top pick because I saw them all eventually, you know, winning that match. Um, and I think that match was ruined by Brock Lesnar. Um, creative kind of, you know, dropped the ball on that. Um, they had a great opportunity, you know, to give the, you know, Money in the Bank briefcase to somebody who deserved it. And, you know, their intention this year, I read a rumor that, you know, they were really hoping for that winner to get a big push because in previous years, the Money in the Bank winner has not really been given what we expect to see from the Money in the Bank winner. 
Um, you know, we've seen people like Baron Corbin all the way back to, you know, Damian Sandow who have lost the, the briefcase or who have lost their match for the championship from that briefcase. So I think that, you know, this year we really expected to see someone deserving win that briefcase and go on, you know, to win the championship and have a great run. Like I said, every superstar who was involved in that match, I could have saw winning. Um, it was very difficult in, in, you know, to pick a winner, and that to me was exciting. That to the wrestling fans is exciting. It's unpredictable. We don't know who's going to win. Uh, we would like to see all these people win because we'd all want to see them get a push. Uh, and obviously that was ruined with the return of Brock Lesnar. So I think the King of the Ring tournament this year was brought back to kind of substitute for the loss of the of the Money in the Bank that we had this uh, you know this past year. So I think the, the the winner of the King of the Ring tournament will probably get a great push. Um, I'm not sure what kind of push, either a title or just a you know a really a highly featured spot, maybe in the main event, you know, on the show or even a mid card, um, whichever. But I think, like I said, the King of the Ring tournament was brought back to substitute the loss of the Money in the Bank contract winner this year. I want to touch uh, base on some things we saw in SmackDown this week. Uh, the show opened up with Randy Orton coming out and you know basically being you know uh, surprised by Kofi Kingston. Kofi, you know. Uh, getting some redemption on what we saw on Raw. And over the past few weeks, Kofi's really been, you know, getting buried by Randy Orton. You know, RKO's out of nowhere here and there, you know, taking out the New Day. So I think that this was a great way, you know, to for Kofi to stand his own um, without the New Day to take, you know, basically, you know, show Randy Orton, show the revival. that You know what? He is the WWE champion, and he is the champion for a reason. So I think that was a great way, you know, to kind of counteract what's been happening uh, in that storyline. But something I really want to talk about is the aggressive side of Bailey we saw this week. She, you know, Charlotte Flair came out in, you know, professionally looking, saying that, you know, this she's the one that WWE picks to go on red carpets and go at ESPN interviews and go, you know, things of that nature. Um, and Bailey came out and basically, you know, <laughs> pushed her down. And I mean, really pushed her down. And I saw a tweet earlier um, that really stuck out to me from Charlotte Flair to to Bailey basically saying, you know, nice to see the aggressive side now that your your best friend is back. And that I, I chuckled at that because, you know, that's really what it is. Sasha Banks is back. Uh she left as, you know, a tag team in a tag team with Bailey. And now, you know, she's back and Bailey's the champion. And Sasha is kind of, you know, outshine Bailey in just, you know, one week of being back. So Bailey, I think, needed that aggressive side. And I can't wait to see the match at Clash of Champions between Bailey and, and Charlotte Flair. I think it's going to be a clinic match. You know, obviously we've seen matches from them in the past in NXT, on Raw, you know, for the NXT women's title, for the, you know, the Raw women's title. Even without the title being on the line, we've seen just great matches from these two overall. So I'm really excited to see where that storyline goes. I'm not sure if Bailey wins and retains or if we see a new champion in Charlotte Flair. Um... I'm not really sure. I can't really predict a winner. I would like to see Bailey get a win over Charlotte. I think that uh, Bailey needs a strong, solid win. Um, you know, we saw her beat Ember Moon at SummerSlam, but I think that because Charlotte Flair is the face of the women's division, we need to see Bailey, uh, you know, take her out, you know, to kind of solidify her reign as champion on SmackDown. Um, another match I want to talk about is Buddy Murphy and uh, versus Daniel Bryan. You know, I stated before that we saw Buddy Murphy have a great match against Roman Reigns last week. He did lose that match, but you know what? He didn't at the same time. I think that was a great way 
to show you know people in the back that he is the real deal. And I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. I think he is the up-and-coming rising star of the WWE. You put him on either show, he's going to put on clinics. This guy, you know, really is the real deal. He is a former cruiserweight champion. You know, he's a former tag team champion, NXT tag team champion. A lot of people don't know that. He was in a tag team uh, in NXT, which was led, which is pretty funny. He was led by Alexa Bliss, um, you know. So to see him basically be put anywhere and succeed, I think is a major, major factor for people in the back. Uh, you know, being in NXT, being a champion, being on the cruiserweight division, being a champion, and now being on SmackDown Live, I think it's you know only a matter of time before we see Buddy Murphy as a champion on SmackDown. Um, you know, we saw him defeat Daniel Bryan in a fantastic match. Daniel trying to you know cheat with Rowan, and continuing the storyline of who's attacking Roman Reigns. Um, you know, Buddy getting the win over Daniel Bryan, a clean win. Uh, that finisher is fantastic. Uh, it's exciting to see. Um, I don't, however, I don't like his new theme song. I have to put that out there because his old theme was, I think, you know, fit him better. But this new theme is just very genetic, generic. And I think that, you know, if you're going to build this guy up, he needs a, you know, a good theme. Um, but getting back to, you know, that match overall, Buddy Murphy is the future uh, of the WWE. Um, I think everybody saw that. You know, in the la over the last two weeks, um, if the people in the back did not see that, they wouldn't have, you know, had him defeat Daniel Bryan. Um, so I definitely think, you know, that's a, a step in the, f you know, a, f a, f a step in the right direction. Excuse my, you know, my messing up. But, you know, I think it's a great step in the right direction for Buddy Murphy. Uh, something that we saw this week on SmackDown that kind of had me puzzled was Sami Zayn coming out and kind of, you know, forming an alliance with the Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, we really haven't seen much from Shinsuke Nakamura. He had a storyline back a few weeks back with Ali. Uh, I thought that was going to go somewhere. We saw Ali get a win. We saw Shinsuke get a win. Um, I thought that was leading to a, you know, Intercontinental Championship match. Um, I think that would have been a great match, you know, Ali getting a fair shot. Um, but I guess that storyline was dropped, which is disappointing because Ali is a great superstar. Uh, but now, you know, Sami Zayn being, you know, the talker for Shinsuke Nakamura. I think Shinsuke did need someone to talk for him, um, but I don't think it was Sami Zayn. I don't think that was a great, you know, choice. We saw them on Miz TV, and they kind of, you know, teamed up to take out the Miz. I think that was very strange. You know, we saw Sami Zayn, you know, um, the night before, you know, compete for a shot in the King of the Ring tournament. He lost. After the match, he kind of went crazy and, you know, cursed at a few fans. And I thought that, you know, that was, we were going to continue that storyline, but I guess not. Um, I don't know really know. I don't really know where Sami Zayn stands, and I don't know where Shinsuke stands. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out, you know, in the upcoming weeks. Now, we did see Elias defeat Kevin Owens in the first round of the King of the Ring tournament. Um, I stated earlier that I just, you know, I, I saw Kevin Owens going to the main of, you know, to the finals of this tournament. I think that would have been a great, you know, way to, you know, bring excitement to that tournament because you put Kevin Owens in there. He's had such a strong run, uh, recently that, you know, how could he not be the winner for that tournament? So I think putting him in the, in the finals and then having Shane McMahon, you know, cost him would have been a better way to, you know, to continue that story between Shane. 
having him lose in the first round against Elias, I just, I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, obviously, we all knew that you know that that storyline between Kevin and Shane would continue. Uh, seeing the possible face turn of you know Shane, you know, you know taking it into consideration the hundred thousand dollar fine he you know he gave to Kevin Owens last week. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen. So I guess we're gonna see something down the line. You know, Hell in a Cell is coming up in a few months. Maybe we'll see Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens again in Hell in a Cell. I'm not sure. Um, but going to the main event of what we saw on SmackDown this week, Daniel Bryan and Rowan, uh, revealing who they think, who they believe to be the Roman Reigns attacker. Um, I was, I, I literally just turned off the TV when I, when I saw them unmask this guy, he looked like a Louis CK with a long, long beard. I'm not really sure who the hell that guy was. Um, if they're trying to portray the idea that it was Rowan, um, I personally thought it was going to be Luke Harper. Um, I wanted it to be Luke Harper. I was reading reports that he was, uh, you know, he requested his release, but, you know, they were not letting him out. Uh, but he was, it was only a matter of time before they were bringing him back to TV. I think that, that would have been a great way to bring him back, to kind of align him, align him with, uh, you know, Rowan again, uh, with Daniel Bryan, um, you know, because we see, you know, three men factions on, you know, Raw right now. We have, you know, AJ Styles, uh, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson as the OC. So it would have been nice to see one on SmackDown other than the New Day. Um, but, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see where that goes. I don't know if it was Daniel Bryan who was supposed to be the attacker for Roman Reigns. If it really was Rowan, I'm not really sure. Um, but I guess we're going to see in the upcoming weeks. Now, as we near the end of the show, I just want to highlight some of the things that we talked about today. We have new Raw Tag Team Champions. We saw, you know, Rey Mysterio's son prevent him from retiring to possibly start a new tag team. We saw great matches on Raw from Roman Reigns and Dolph Ziggler. We saw great matches on SmackDown from Buddy Murphy and Daniel Bryan. We have news coming out of AEW. They're coming to more cities. We saw something great from Brandi Rhodes, kind of giving an awesome friggin' promo you know, supporting her husband against his future match against Sean Spears at AEW's All Out pay-per-view. We saw, you know, NXT is going live on the USA Network, a two-hour live show. Overall, it's an exciting time to be a pro wrestling fan. I'm excited to see what's happening next. I hope you feel the same way. We want to hear your comments. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your concerns regarding everything pro wrestling. You could talk to us on Twitter. You could tweet us at the angle radio you can message us or dm us on instagram at the angle radio you want to watch full episodes of me freaking out talking about this stuff talking about pro wrestling you can look us up at the angle radio on youtube to see full-length episodes we're going to be on every podcast platform you could possibly think of anywhere you like to enjoy your podcast you can listen to us at the angle for now i'm your host joey carney thank you and this is the angle